ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Australia, France, and Sweden, and in the states of Louisiana, Virginia, and Washington, and to all of you for helping us reach a high of 195,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top show here on Voice America, the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, in the name of an archangel or guide to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. To open your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show, at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say these words of truth with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. And now for your tip of the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. And through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is turn fear into love. Fear is an illusion. Use it to create the positive. When you go into fear, ask yourself, what quality of love do I need more of? Compassion, forgiveness, patience, gratitude, empathy, understanding. Then look for ways to bring that quality of love more strongly into your life. For many of us, it's easier to have compassion for others than it is to have compassion for ourselves. We are so used to criticizing ourselves that we rarely thinking of, think of giving ourselves a break and of loving ourselves for how well we've done given everything we've experienced in life. Or maybe we berate ourselves for not waking up sooner, for not changing sooner, for not accomplishing our goals sooner, instead of being proud of ourselves that we are doing it now. I tell my clients to look at themselves in the mirror, to look into their eyes and tell themselves how proud they are of themselves. Not many of us heard those words as children. We were often told we could do it better, we could be better. So nothing we did was ever good enough. We can become our own best parent, our own best friend. We can tell ourselves that we did a great job or we did the best we could and it was better than we did previously. None of us are perfect. 
We all have more learning to do and more growth to experience, and we can still be proud of how far we've come and how much progress we've made when we change judgment to self-compassion and gratitude, everything changes. More people are starting to have extraordinary experiences and access higher dimensions because we're shifting from fear-based third-dimension Earth to love-based fourth and fifth dimensions. As part of this shift, more people are noticing signs and synchronicity. This week, I was waiting for an important document that was several days late. When it still wasn't in Tuesday's mail, I became frustrated. I was so upset that I didn't open the rest of the mail. I was totally focused on that one item. The next morning, I woke up early wondering what was in the unopened mail. I broke my usual morning routine and went right to the mail. I was surprised to find another important document that I wasn't expecting. I had to laugh at myself because I had been so focused on what I didn't get that I denied myself the excitement of discovering what I did get. This is a lesson that I needed to learn at a deeper level. The universe does have my back and is supporting me in ways that I expect and in ways that I don't expect. We are all being challenged right now to stay focused on the positive. What we know is that what we focus on is what increases. I let fear get the best of me. I was given this experience to remind me that I am supported and taken care of by the spiritual realm. It's up to me to keep looking for the positive and to trust that what I need, including this document, will be there when the time is right. In the meantime, I am grateful for what I do have and that my lessons are coming now with relative ease instead of the tough ones I used to get. I felt so good that I went outside to enjoy the 85-degree cool Dallas weather before the temperature reached the furnace-like 100 degrees. I sat down and thought about all the blessings in my life and my deep gratitude for all of it. I don't feel comforted when people say, I'm sorry you had to experience that, because I'm grateful for the learning. Everything I've been through has helped me become who I am, and I like who I am. It wasn't always fun, but it was what I needed to push me to allow all of myself to blossom. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of uplift your life nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. My show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose love over fear and live the true values of 2022, acceptance, compassion, kindness, diplomacy, harmony, balance, and peace as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel 
the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. We discover peace by staying in the moment. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Dr. Susan Campbell, who's here to talk about how to transform relationship conflicts and heal childhood wounds. After our episode last week with Adam Hall, I received the following email from Carol. The information about creating our own peace was very helpful. The discussion about trying a heart-based approach in our relationships to find out if the relationship is authentic was a little difficult for me to hear because I have built a wall around myself when interacting with a family member who has been so hurtful over the years. I'm going to try again using the tips you gave to see if I can get them to meet me with the same kindness. Adam's statement of there is no greater mirror into ourselves and our relationships with others really made me evaluate my actions and behaviors. Thank you for allowing him to share such powerful information and making me look at the relationship differently. You're welcome, Carol. I do want to point out that this person may not be willing to meet you with kindness. If that is the case, it is wise for you to find peace within yourself. We can do our part to have a healthy relationship, but the other person has to do their part as well. If anyone missed this episode or wants to listen again, I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page. For more on creating peace within yourself and in the world, please listen to some of my previous shows like July 16, 2020 with James Redfield, The Celestine Prophecy, Breakthrough to Your Best Self, August 20th with Irvin Laszlo, reconnecting to the source, how it can change you and transform the world. And October 3rd, 2019 with Robin Spiesman, spreading loving kindness for a more loving life and world. Listen on demand to these shows, ones you miss, those you want to hear again. Listen when it fits your schedule or when you need healing, hope, comfort, or inspiration which we all need. Just know I'm here for you, even in the middle of the night. For added value, read my blog titled Being an Agent of Lasting Change, Personal, Societal, and Global, with Stephan A. Schwartz, posted in November 2018, which reminds us that if we change ourselves on the inside, we can change the world. Here's an excerpt. What we intend and what we do matters more than we know. This is the simple conclusion to 16 years of research. We do not need to be wealthy, have an important job title, or influential friends. All we need to do is act consistently for the well-being of all. When 10% of the population chooses to do this, the world will change. In our current times, many of us are feeling frustrated and helpless. It's as if we're all living with PTSD and in a constant state of flight, fight, or freeze. Knowing that we can influence the greater good eases our minds and hearts and gives us peace and hope. 
To read the whole blog or any of my others, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. Also check out my YouTube channel with 68 videos, including my video titled Dr. Paula Joyce, Top Rank Life Coach, which explains that we can change the world by spreading love and kindness. Because of the numerous traumas we are experiencing, like the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the pandemic, climate change, mass shootings, social injustice, the war in the Ukraine, we are all living with fear, anxiety, and PTSD. If we stay stuck in fear and anxiety, we make matters worse by adding to the chaos and negativity in the world. Instead of feeling helpless, know that you can create peace in the world by increasing your own inner peace. We are the point of change. Heal yourself and you help heal the world. Let's send love and protection to ourselves and to the Ukraine now. Imagine a big pink heart like a balloon surrounding yourself and then see another one surrounding the Ukraine and all its inhabitants. This is the universal pink heart of love, and it was infused by the divine with love. Allow yourself to see it, feel it, and or just know it is there. Instead of obsessively checking the news and increasing your fear and anxiety, do this simple technique every time you think about the Ukraine, mass shootings, abortion rights for women, and everything else that worries you. Please share this technique with friends, relatives, colleagues, neighbors on social media, and do it at home with your children. Love is the great healer. You can also surround others with the universal pink heart of love anytime they need protection or love. Now let's do the affirmation to release fear and anxiety and create inner peace. Say it with me now. Peace in my mind peace in my body, peace in my spirit, peace in my soul. I repeat it like a mantra when I'm taking a walk, standing in a line, sitting in the dentist chair, falling asleep. If I wake up in the middle of the night or go into fear or anxiety, let's do it one more time. Peace in my mind, peace in my body, peace in my spirit, peace in my soul. Now for my silver lining story. Several years ago, one of my clients asked me if I would take on her boyfriend as a client. I was reluctant because I didn't want to risk the relationship she and I had built and the progress she had made in her healing. I agreed to a trial period with the understanding that that we would all have to keep strong boundaries so as not to violate anyone's trust. I am very grateful for their insistence because what has emerged went way beyond our initial intentions. They had a lot of challenges in their relationship because of their own wounds from abusive childhoods. Their desire to heal and to develop a lasting loving relationship led to my helping each of them heal their own wounds and then encouraging them to work together to solve the problems in the relationship. I suggested they wait for a calm moment to discuss the problem, be open with each other about their feelings, their wounds, what they needed and wanted, and work things through step by step, bit by bit, always looking for solutions that would be good for both of them. 
In the process, their compassion for themselves and each other grew and their emotional intimacy grew. They became less reactive, calmer, patient, and trusting of each other's process, respecting their differences and making room for their healing and growth as individuals and as life partners. The process of healing their own wounds and of working as a couple to find the best solutions possible in the moment helped them develop true intimacy, compassion, respect, and the ability to support each other in their individual healing and in developing a healthy, loving relationship together. Our guest, psychologist Susan Campbell, has worked as a corporate trainer and relationship coach for 55 years, a former professor at the University of Massachusetts and frequent guest lecturer at Harvard, Stanford, and UCLA. She is the best-selling author of 12, 12 books on the topic of relationships and human communication. Her work has been featured in many popular magazines, including Harvard Business Review, Self, and Yoga Journal, and she's been on such national TV shows as CNN's Newsnight and Good Morning America. Susan trains coaches and therapists throughout the United States and Europe. Her new book is From Triggered to Tranquil, How Self-Compassion and Mindful Presence Can Transform Relationship Conflicts and Heal Childhood Wounds. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of Your Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Your question for today is, in what ways can you be more self-compassionate? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Susan Campbell, who's here to talk about how to transform relationship conflicts and heal childhood wounds. what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. be the best that you can be dr paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session dissolve hidden barriers to your goals solve your most challenging problems and unleash your inner power visit paulajoyce.com or call dr paula the life doctor at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation whether it's individual or group business or personal attain success with ease mention that you heard this on uplift your life and receive 10 percent off your first service call 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com today time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paul, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show, please call 1-866-472-5795 or email Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you thought about in what ways you can be more self-compassionate. I'm so grateful to welcome our guest, Dr. Susan Campbell, who's here to talk about how to transform relationship conflicts and heal childhood wounds. Um, Susan, it's really, uh, really special to have you on the show, and I'm very grateful. I love your approach. I think it's um, it, it, it just strikes a chord with me because if we're not coming from a pe- place of peace and um, uh, and and safety within ourselves, then it's hard to relate in a healthy way to another person. So talk to us a little bit about our, um, our, our wounds and, um, and, and how that influences and triggers us. Okay, well, we all grew up starting out little and helpless in a world of big people. And we had these basic needs, like the need to feel loved and accepted and need to feel like our voice mattered in the world, need to feel like we're good enough, and all these normal human needs. But sometimes things happen, whether it's a a, a trauma from like a parent who had addictions or something like that, who didn't have good parenting skills. Or sometimes it's just accidental stuff like a you know, parent teasing you about um, having a crush on a, another kid in your class. You know, there's a lot of things that create childhood wounds. And when I say wounds, I just mean that the energy gets stuck somehow when you are reaching out for something. You know, you're reaching out for love and connection because we're, we're all kind of born innocent like that. You're reaching out for love and connection or approval. And that's, those are the basic needs. Something else comes back at you and you as a child interpret that as there's something wrong with me. I'm bad in some way. And that's, that's often simply because it was a shocking result. You reached out in an innocent way and the result that 
came back was no fault of your own, but it shocked your nervous system and it had some of your energy get kind of stuck at, at age four or age 10 or age 12. And so that's, that's what we mean by childhood wounds. It's like unfinished business that's sort of stuck back there. It's a need that never got met. It's a, it's a itch that never got scratched, a hunger that, that was never satisfied. So then we come into our adult life with these, with these hungers and it comes out in any human relationship where you want to, you want that same kind of love and appreciation and validation in our adult relationships. But sometimes we also don't get exactly what we want in our adult relationships. And there's this part now that people don't understand, this part of our brain, part of every human's brain, that's scanning for those situations where, whoops, it's happening again, that old thing that happened when I was a kid. Because, you know, it's unfinished business, and unfinished business is like if you have to go to the bathroom but you try to hold it. That's, that's a very concrete example of unfinished business. And so it's on your mind. You're trying to get this conversation to finish quickly so you can get to the bathroom. Well, we all have a lot of this kind of unfinished business, but it's subconscious. And so we're scared. And and so that kind of informs this part of our brain that's scanning for danger that brain scientists call the survival alarm system. So it's, it's also in... Technical terms, it's the amygdala part of the brain. It's in the middle of the brain, but it's very close to that reptile brain. So we could we can almost call it the reptile brain because it immediately once there's a signal that whoops, I'm not getting some need met or some threat is in the environment, like lack of safety. That amygdala area lights up and and sends signals to the reptile part of the brain, which goes into some kind of a fight-flight-freeze reaction. And the reason I'm explaining this is I want our listeners to understand that this thing called triggering, fight-flight-freeze, is like, like what gets triggered. Some automatic, instinctual survival reaction gets triggered and we sometimes do things that we later regret or that hurt ourselves or others. Um, but I'm trying to let all of our listeners know that nobody's to blame for this. This is part of the human nervous system that if we understand it more, we can be empowered to work with it, not to be against it. Oh, you know, you, sh- you, you, know, you shouldn't be upset. But to tune into when I go into fight, flight, freeze, it's some kind of an upset. Fight, fight is kind of the aggressive response, yelling and or following the partner around if it's a couple thing. Flight is more like running away, but in communication language, like with a intimate relationship, it would be like changing the subject, trying to talk your partner out of their feelings. So that's what we mean by flight. And then freeze is kind of like not knowing what to do, going blank, deer in the headlights. So fight, flight, freeze, those reactions are normal biological responses to a perceived threat. And when we have these triggers, it's like a trigger. What I mean by that, it's a sensitivity that, oh, this thing looks like it's happening again. 
this violation of my boundaries or not getting a need met that's really important. So those kind of incidents then trigger some kind of fight, flight, freeze. And if we can understand that this is a just it's just a force to be reckoned with in the human being. And so my book From Triggered to Tranquil shows people how they can start with one of those fight, flight, freeze, which is basically a fear response. And you talk a lot, Paula, about transforming fear into love. And that's what this work is about, too. But you first have to recognize that you're in this state of fear. It's all very automatic. So in this book, you learn how to recognize, oh, I just tried to talk my partner out of what they're trying to say to me instead of listening. I must be triggered. There must be a fear down there. And if I can pause and tune in to what I'm saying to myself, like they never listen to me or whatever, whatever story I'm making up in my mind to explain somebody else's behavior, or maybe it's a body sensation like like what we usually associate with with fear, whatever each of us associate with fear, it's different. Like I said, for some of us, some of us it's more aggressive, and for some of it's some of us it's more like withdrawing. So once I learn to recognize the signs of fear, I can pause. I can actually say to myself, "Oh, I'm getting triggered." So I'm suggesting that people can learn how to really see fear when it's there, pause, learn to be with the fear, stay with what the body sensations are, the feelings. When I say stay with, it's sort of like hugging yourself or being a good mother to yourself because this scared part of you is like your inner child and it deserves love. And so what I get people to imagine sometimes is this tender part of you that just got scared, that just reacted by arguing with your partner, let's say, because that's a fear reaction. It looks like anger, but underneath it, it's a fear. Can I tune into that? Can I be with that? Can I be curious about it? And then once it gets a little more formed, sometimes a memory will even come up. It'll memory of a, a, a childhood incident where you had unmet needs. But sometimes it's not a memory, but it's just a sort of familiar dread or anxiety type feeling. But you learn to recognize that as your trigger response, your fear. And as you feel into that, hold that like a much-loved child. That's a tender part of you that needs some loving attention. And when we learn to do this, we create safety inside of ourselves. And you you were talking about that in your introduction today, how we can bring more internal safety, peace within. That's what what we're really talking about here. And there are a number of tools in the book to get from triggered to tranquil. That's the title. How to calm your nervous system with breath or movement or feeling the chair that you're sitting on supporting you. There are a number of really easy ways if we just know them and are willing to do them. So what I'm trying to do is empower people 
to learn how to work with their triggers. I think that's one of the most self-empowering things a human can do right now is understand, not beat yourself up when you get triggered, but understand that that's kind of a normal thing that the nervous system does, and it's really motivated by your need to heal yourself. There's this drive toward wholeness in all of us, and it's revealed by the fact that these old wounds come back up and demand attention. What you're talking about is so critically important, and and, and it does begin with understanding, and I'm so grateful that freeze has been added to fight or flight. Um, because for years I would freeze and I had no way to understand that. I didn't know what was going on. There were times when I literally couldn't move or I couldn't open my mouth. Um, I was literally frozen. And I, it, it was um, embarrassing and horrifying because I, I, there was nothing I could do. And uh, that understanding of what freeze is helped change my, help me develop self-compassion and begin to heal what was causing it. But until we know what's going on, we can't do anything about it that's meaningful. Yeah, I bet a lot of our listeners can identify with that freeze, that deer in the headlights going blank. Nothing comes out of your mouth or words, or sometimes, Paula, words will come out of your mouth, but they're not, they, they don't make sense appropriate to the situation. You know, you're being defensive or something, but you're basically frozen. So I, I freeze too, you know. Um, so, you know, there's like types. Different ones of us go into one type of the three Fs we call them, fight, flight, or freeze. Some people, you can recognize your triggers more because you, you tend to get big and puffed up and red and, you know, energy in your arms and that sort of thing. So if, if that's your story, then, then that's the signal that you're triggered and need to bring more loving attention to the inside, to the feelings and the hurts. Or flight, if you're trying to talk people out of what they're feeling or change the subject or being defensive, all of those things indicate that you're triggered. And for, for you and me, it's not, it's not like um, I don't have the capacity for fight and flight, but I'm more of a freeze-type person. So it helps to know what you're, which, as I said, is, is kind of going blank. So um, knowing which... F you tend to gravitate toward can also empower you to be a little more mindful when you notice that kind of reaction in yourself. And also when you notice this kind of thing in other people. Um, Perhaps if you realize somebody else is triggered, you can start to not take other people's reactions, especially when, when they're in one of those kind of reactions, fight, flight, freeze, and the other person, not take it so personally, but realize they're in a compromised state right now. Their higher brain is offline. That prefrontal cortex is nowhere to be found when you're triggered because you're working a different part of your brain, and it's all automatic and instinctual and quick. You do things very quickly, which is not a good thing uh, when, when you're triggered. 
So we need to develop some internal braking system. Because humans don't have that when they're born or even as they normally develop. They're not, they don't develop that braking system, that ability to self-calm and pause and that sort of thing. They don't let's, develop let's that talk. until they have some kind of crisis, and then they pick up a book like From Trigger to Tranquil or, or tune into Paula Joyce's show. You know, <laughs> we're in a crisis. What, we need to learn something new. So I think all humans at this stage in our society's development, we're, we're kind of all being called on to learn how to deal better with our trigger reactions. Um, beautifully said. And when we come back from break, um, I'd like to explore that more with you. And I so appreciate the way um, you are articulating things and, and, and the idea, the concept, the feeling of compassion shifts the entire energy when we can recognize our own um, F and, and have compassion for that. And also for the other persons, it completely shifts the energy. And then um, one can interact in, in a healthy, calm, positive way. So let's talk more about the, the calm um, aspect when we come back. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, paulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive information on all our shows and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align and integrate their conscious and unconscious mind, their heart and mind, and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. While you're listening to the commercials, please think about what your triggers are. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Susan Campbell to talk more about how to transform relationship conflicts and heal childhood wounds. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you thought about what your triggers are. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Sheila can help you. I'm so grateful we're here with Dr. Susan Campbell talking about how to transform relationship conflicts and heal childhood wounds. Um, Susan, your work is just transformative, and I'm so grateful to have you on the show and for you to share this important information with people. You mentioned, you know, becoming calm, and I know there's a process that you use to help people work through conflict. Could you explain that to us, please? Yeah, so it starts with noticing that you are triggered, and you ask people to reflect on that. And let me say a few things that will help people begin to notice. If you think you're being controlled, if you think you're being disrespected, if you think you're being unloved or ignored or invisible or not heard, if any of those sound familiar or something similar, that would be a sign that you're starting to get triggered or maybe you're way triggered by that time. Sooner that you can notice one of those things going on. And those I also call fear stories. They're stories. They're something that connects to old childhood wounds and unfinished business, but it's a misinterpretation because it's making it about you, like I'm not loved or I'm not valid in some way. So that's clearly a misinterpretation of the whole situation. So you recognize that your mind will sometimes do that and you're triggered. That's called being triggered. And as I said before the break, it basically, when you're triggered, it takes your prefrontal cortex offline in your nervous system. It's like the prefrontal cortex is the part that can say, oh, I know my boss always has that flat tone of voice. That doesn't mean he's disapproving of me. Or, boy, my, my partner often walks, you know, walks out of the room or starts looking around when I'm talking. That isn't necessarily their lack of saying that they don't love me, that sort of thing. So your, your prefrontal cortex can kind of put things in a bigger context so you, so you don't get triggered. But uh, when you're triggered, what you want to do is calm yourself down so that you can get that higher part of your brain back online, the part that can give the other person the benefit of the doubt, can actually reason out things and and have empathy for others and that sort of thing, or even empathy for yourself when you're you're 
fully triggered, you're not even able to have empathy for yourself. You're just reacting automatically. So once you notice that, that's the sign for you to do some kind of self-calming. And you can say to yourself, pause. You have to have a little signal or maybe I'm triggered. And let's assume you're alone. You know, if, 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 if you saw yourself get triggered, um, but let's say you took a break and said, oh, I'm going to you know, go into the bathroom and calm myself. So that's, that's the simplest, but I'll tell you in a minute what you have to do when you're with people and you can't, you can't go to the bathroom, you can't take a break. <laughs> but if you can, you could actually like take a bathroom break and that's your pause. Do some conscious breathing just noticing your body sensations, the rise and fall of the breath. That's one technique. Another technique is if you're sitting, feeling the chair holding you, feeling that support. And maybe some of you who are listening right now can kind of just nourish yourself a little bit with just feeling supported by gravity. Even if you're standing, feeling that support of Mother Nature. And there are a number of other techniques for self-calming but once once you're calm, that's that's when your capacity for empathy is back online, and you can start to have empathy with yourself. And I like to suggest that because <clears throat> that isn't the first thing you necessarily think of when you've just been triggered. But just the suggestion that it's possible that you could feel tender toward that triggered part, that part that went into a fear reaction. Just like if your little hurting child came to you and they were, you were afraid because the kids were teasing you or that sort of thing, afraid you weren't liked, it would just hold and nurture that part of yourself. So I even some, sometimes will give myself a little hug to kind of signal I'm here with you. So it's like the good mother or the more adult part of you is holding and nurturing the child part of you. And sometimes that can take a while, you know, just really being with yourself. Let yourself do it for a few minutes. And then finally, once you've calmed yourself, you can ask, is there any repair that's needed in a relationship like Did I just walk out on that person without explaining what was going on? Do I need to go back and say, hey, I'm back now. I'm okay. I got triggered there. Are we good? Or some some kind of connecting. And there's a, a whole repair script in the book that shows you how to do a very brief, vulnerable repair so you're not attacking the other person in your repair and trying to explain yourself. That's what a lot of people do when they try to make up after a fight is they they just kind of go back into explaining. You do a self-revealing, tender-hearted conversation and it's scripted so that you, you don't go off the rails and start getting defensive or aggressive again. So that's that's the procedure. But that first moment when you first get triggered, I said, you know, you can go to the bathroom, but that, obviously that's not always available. So sometimes you might have to say right to the person you're with or a group you're with, I need a moment. Just give me a moment here. I need to kind of get connected to myself before I respond, that sort of thing. So just some short little thing. 
Or if you're in a partnership, like an intimate partnership, or even a, a parent and their teenager, you can have a pause agreement. And the agreement says, at the first sign that either of us are triggered, we agree that if somebody says pause, we'll both stop talking. So that's an agreement that I think all intimate relationships should have, a pause so we don't do further damage. And obviously sometimes the trigger goes on for a while and you don't realize you're triggered until you have done a little bit of damage. You've said some harsh words or something like that. But still, even then, oh, hey, we're triggered. We've been triggered for five minutes. We can still pause. So that's the basic steps of trigger work. And once you learn them, you can do them in a very short amount of time. But while you're learning, you know, you you might have to take maybe 30 minutes to really go through this with the help of the book. But I I can do it in like um, less than a minute now. I can do all the steps because I've done them so many times. So it doesn't take that long to get from triggered to tranquil. I I really appreciate what you're saying. I think this is so very important. And I just want to add that if you're somebody who does freeze and it doesn't work to speak, you know, your mouth isn't working, no words are coming out, you might have some sort of eye signal or um or hand signal or something that you work out together beforehand that yes. um, that's a, a signal to both of you that you've been triggered and you need a pause. So um, yes, that's a good addition, Paula. Yeah, some kind of nonverbal signal that says, basically, I need a moment. Yes. I am so grateful to you. I just want to add one other quick thing um, before um, uh, we close out, and, and that is that um, having ra- not becoming aware of the freeze aspect of um, of the three Fs until after my children were adults and had their own children, it's never too late to go back and repair and to say, "This is what used to happen to me," um, or "This is what um, you know still happens on occasion," or "But I know that this affected you when you were growing up." And I want you to understand how that happened and and what it was about and how we can deal with this now. And just having, et cetera, just whatever's in your heart to have that open healing conversation um, that helps people understand that it's okay to be human. We're all growing and changing and that, you know, we're aware of the impact of before we knew what was going on, the impact it had on our loved ones. Yeah, that's a beautiful addition there, Paula. Like if you're an an adult and, I mean, you're a parent and you have an adult child, it does the child, even though they're already an adult, it does the child so much good to have the parent come back and say, you know, I I knew I had temper flare-ups when you were a kid and I know that might have affected you and I'm really sorry and now I'm willing to hear what you need to say about that if there's anything unfinished for you and listen to them. 
Exactly. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Susan. I'm so grateful to you. And I encourage everyone to purchase From Triggered to Tranquil, How Self-Compassion and Mindful Presence Can Transform Relationship Conflicts and Heal Childhood Wounds. And please visit Susan's website, Susan Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L dot com. Blessings to you, Susan. And thank you all for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to PaulaJoyce.com, like us on social media, read my latest blog, and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, reading tarot or Akashic Records, sponsoring one of my experiential workshops or speeches such as overcoming abuse, discovering hope and silver linings, opening new chakras, authentic leadership, building healthy teams, or the ultimate creative problem-solving process. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Sheila, who helps us heal emotionally. She's the Archangel over emotional healing. Ask for her help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Sheila, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me heal my childhood wounds. You can even be more specific and say something like, Archangel Sheila, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me heal from the abuse I experienced. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust she is helping you because she is. Please listen next Thursday when Dr. Kat Young returns to discuss how to communicate with trees, unlock their magic, and help them and help save them on July 21st when Dr. Dilip Justy We'll be here to talk about wiser, the scientific roots of wisdom, compassion, and what makes us good. And July 28th, when Michelle Neff Hernandez will join us to discuss how to discover yourself and heal after grief and trauma. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom is designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is love. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week and a year of love, harmony, and balance. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life. Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.